everybody and welcome to another episode at second thoughts pod hello everyone i hope everyone had a good mother's day we went back home and celebrated mother's day with our family it's mm-hmm. nice hung out for a few days got my nails done you know the vibes some life updates for those who care to listen to these things <laughs> um p and i are getting a dog yeah we're getting a little mini wiener dog we're so excited i'm really excited i'm kind of nervous about all the responsibility and having to take care of another living breathing thing i can barely take care of myself so i'm kind of nervous not gonna lie (laughs) no but i think it'll be good for us especially because we're working from home and i think me and paula have been trying to get a puppy for a while now but we just kind of like never got the time to or just kind of like never actually made the decision to so we decided on getting a puppy so very excited yeah but other than that i feel like we've just been working grinding pia's getting some new um brand deals i'm back to my nine to five guys i don't know if i mentioned this but i'm studying to take my real estate license in pennsylvania and you have to have 75 hours of class time and i have logged in maybe two so it's okay we'll get there I know. <laughs> what else has been you? I've been hitting the gym. So far, so good. Two days in. Three days uh, in. Three days in. Nice. nice I nice. am fully on board the Peloton bandwagon. I love it. My butt hurts because that seat is not comfortable, but I really feel it in my thighs and in, in my legs. So I am now a cult member. <laughs> I think you'd really like it, but you hate doing cardio, I right? I hate cardio. I can't do cardio, especially because like my, I don't want to lose weight um i'm like i'm I'm doing like just strength training so cardio is like not my forte to be honest (laughs) yeah and i've also been doing some like chloe ting you guys remember when she She was popping up during the pandemic yes i am doing her summer shred um dying can't do it anyways today's guest is our friend christine lee and guys i love her yeah, we, we met her when we went into California and it was so cute because we filmed this episode and we honestly like right after the episode was done, we kind of like planned like, hey, we're, we're coming to L.A. We would love to meet up. And we met up in Malibu. We went to the we had like a beach day. We had dinner and it was just such a good day. It I was had, a vibe. Yeah, such good conversations. We played uh, this game, like the Monopoly card. Monopoly deal. Yeah. Yes. She taught us that game and we played that and Paula actually bought that game when we came back uh, to Jersey. But yeah, we had so much fun. We met Rachel and uh, Christine and it was just so amazing. They actually introduced me to the management team that I signed on to, yep. which is really exciting. And I'm really excited to be able to have this opportunity and to be able to like even just meet them and provide like they provided me with that opportunity. So, yeah, love them. Love them. Yeah. For some context, Christine is a beauty and lifestyle content creator and you can find her on Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. But basically, she shares a lot of information around like skincare, um, best practices for photography and like posing and you know feeling your best self in front of the camera and all around she's a great like lifestyle content creator i feel like she posts Mm -hmm. like really raw and honest um content on social which is hard to find sometimes like she's not afraid to be like body positivity like there are some days where i don't feel my best or Mm -hmm. like she's opened up to us and you'll hear in our interview about how she struggled with her parents' approval for you know her pursuing this career which i feel like Pia could really relate with Mm -hmm. 
but she's awesome. She's like a really great big sister. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and meet Christine. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode at Second Thoughts Pod. Today, we have a very exciting guest. She's a beauty and lifestyle content creator with large platforms on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. It's Christine Lee. Hi, Christine. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you so far? I'm doing great. It feels like a busy day, so it's glad to like sit down and have a little growth chat. I know, you look really cute on camera. Is it, <laughs> It's like, it's 6 p.m. there in LA, right? Yes, I actually just filmed a makeup video, so I'm like, perfect timing. Oh, nice. <laughs> oh awesome, awesome. Okay, so before we get started with like the actual episode, we wanted to do rapid fire questions, and we ask our guests these just to kind of like break the ice a little bit. Okay, so let's start with the first one. How old are you and where are you from? 26, originally from Seattle, Washington, but now in L.A. Nice. When did you move to L.A.? Uh, about two and a half years ago, December 2018. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. All right. What's your favorite self-care activity? Skincare. I already have like a 10-step skincare routine like every single day, but when I'm like wanting to spend a lot of time, I'll like steam my face, use my new face. I use a sheet mask. It'll, it becomes like a 20-step routine. Wait, oh do God. you use one of those like jade roller things or the gusha that everyone's talking about what's that called the the gua sha i do i do sometimes but i've been lazy (laughs) (laughs) i like i prefer using my new face at night when i have time just because i actually see results with that thing Mm, okay nice the third question is if you could sit down and talk to anyone past or present who would it be I would love to sit down and talk to Patrick Ta. I just admire him so much. And the fact that he's also Vietnamese and comes from a similar upbringing as me just makes me want to like get to know him and how he became so successful. Mm, That's a good one. Um, Three items you cannot live without. My Hydro Flask. Hydro Flask for sure. My cell phone. Lip balm. That's a good one. All the three that I can't live without. (laughs) Yeah. And the last one is biggest pet peeve in a partner. Um, I hate when I, first of all, I don't like slow talkers, but I feel like that's not something anyone can help. So it's kind of mean, um, bad breath. Whenever my boyfriend, Brandon, him and I have been together now for like almost seven years. So whenever he like wakes up and doesn't brush his teeth, I'm like, dude, take care of that. Hey, those are good ones. I've never considered slow talking to be a pet peeve, but now that you mention it, it's definitely a pet peeve of mine too. Slow talkers, especially when they're telling like a long story, I'm just sort of like... So before we start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself for people who may not be familiar with who you are? Like what do you do for a living? And how did you kind of kickstart your career in the social media influencer space? Yeah, so I actually started out as a real estate agent in Seattle and I had just graduated college. I was in like that industry and I was kind of posting pictures on Instagram for fun. I was posting like, you know, bikini pics, makeup pics, the occasional like outfit pic, but then I started getting like a lot of really good engagement. So I thought, okay, maybe like this can go somewhere and I started getting brands that would send me stuff. Like one of the first ever brands I worked with was Pharmacy. And Drunk Elephant were like my first two. Oh my two. god, that's I know. awesome. I was, like, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe this is going somewhere. So fast forward, I was doing it about a year, like YouTube and Instagram on the side. 
Um, and then my boyfriend actually moved to LA and he wanted to pursue like professional golfing. So I moved shortly after he did. And this was like we said at the beginning, two and a half years ago. And shortly after I moved here, I ended up signing with the Sephora squad and I was actually studying to take my real estate license in California, but everything just started taking off like so fast that I kind of just let go of that idea and was like, maybe I'll just keep going with this YouTube and Instagram thing because I was like starting to get paid, but it wasn't really like sustainable yet, but kind of kept going with it. And then last year when quarantine happened, I like started a TikTok for fun and had stuff like really blow up. And then I feel like from there, my account just started growing, growing, growing. And now I have like two team members and a manager and it's something that I do full time now, which is amazing. Oh my God, that's insane. That's <laughs> that's a, such an insane story, especially because um, are you saying like it was like two year span where it kind of just exploded for you, where it became like a legit full time, like you, con- yeah. you ultimately consider yourself a full time content creator? Yeah, because um, definitely like last year when my TikTok so- started blowing up, I was like still getting a good amount of money even before that just because I've been always like very business conscious and like followers and likes didn't really matter for me it was more like a sustainable lifestyle um but it was crazy because yeah last year I grew like over a hundred and a hundred thousand on Instagram my TikTok went from like zero to 300k I hit 100k on YouTube last year also so crazy wow big year for you during quarantine too that's awesome i know so everyone was like 2020 was the worst year ever and i'm like Like, that's the best year year." (laughs) yeah that's what yours was like too yeah basically mine was the same way like i started tiktok basically because of quarantine and i was just bored and then it literally like kick-started i was always kind of like into the social media anyway but Mm -hmm. i really feel like last year was when it really blew up for me and i think it's because tiktok really kind of started off like and everyone was in quarantine everyone was bored and it's funny because people were just like going like at it for fun but like us content creators were like this is how we're gonna like get up there you know what i mean and it's like crazy because now um my youtube and instagram it's been growing on its own now but it definitely like tiktok definitely helped a lot a lot 100 percent. yeah i remember when i first like downloaded tiktok you were the one of the first people that i started following oh and my like, gosh i'm like this is 100 truth like not even just trying to like butter you up or anything but i remember you're the one one of the first creators that i followed and i was like wow like i love this content it was just so relatable <laughs> like telling people like a lot of your tiktoks at the time I, at least early in march were on like how to like pose and like mm-hmm. be like be comfortable in the camera and i'm just so awkward in front of a camera like when we take pictures it's the very like middle school like hands to the side like yeah <laughs> same picture every time <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly and so i loved watching your content and like it's amazing to hear how far you've just grown in general um i think it's just a huge year for creators in general i think tiktok really changed that yeah and you said you were um a real estate agent before you went like full-time into social media how did you go from like transitioning to that uh real estate's one of those things where the more you work and the more time you put in the more successful you were and so i kind of was like taking it easy i was taking like a slower year and so i wasn't working as much and then i because of that had more time to focus on like outfit pictures and youtube and like you're on youtube so you know yeah. like how mm-hmm. much time editing a video takes yeah. um yeah and then once i moved here i was like like i said studying for my real estate license but things just started picking up so much that i just kind of like 
never mm-hmm. took that test and got my license here so yeah I mean at the time like when you were juggling all those like different jobs and YouTube and Instagram at the same time like what motivated you to continue doing it and just handling it all because I feel like for some people when they start something it's so easy to like just quit when you don't see results right away but all the jobs that you had especially real estate you have to put time and effort into it and you don't see results until like at the end of the finish line so like how did you motivate yourself to pursue those things I think I'm a very intrinsically motivated person where like To me, none of the materialistic things really mattered. Like I got a lot of fulfillment from like someone commenting, like you made my skin so much better, or you know, just like feeling like I helped someone. And especially because I grew up watching YouTube, I was the oldest of three kids. So like, I just never really had any guidance myself. So I would always turn to YouTube and I would like grow up looking to looking up to all these creators and so to be that person for so so many younger girls like made me want to keep doing it um and also like being raised by Vietnamese parents they always wanted me to pursue a very like I don't know corporate life Mm -hmm. you know anything entrepreneurial or anything like that is like very much frowned upon and so I had my mom telling me all the time you're not gonna be successful, you're not gonna make money, like why are you wasting your time? And so it just made me like want to prove her wrong even more so. And then on top of that, I'm also very competitive. And so like, I don't like being bad at anything. And so whenever (laughs) I set my mind to something, like I just wanna keep going. And so I feel like all those factors really helped me to keep going. And even though like it took me a while before I even got my first paycheck, it was something that I truly love to do. I enjoy doing so that's awesome and like what is your end goal you know what I mean like do you want to continue just doing social media or like what are your aspirations I feel like it gets hard because after a certain amount of time you grow so big so fast you start to lose sight of like why you even started in the first place and so for me it's trying to have a healthy balance because I was just working so much and I wasn't like as happy as I used to be so I found that like hiring other people to kind of take over for me so I could just like still have time to watch shows and do stupid things like and just waste time without worrying about like everything that needed to be done and so I would say my end goal is it sounds corny but like I want to be happy I want to like be financially stable and like continue to run this business and like be inspirational for people that need it or even just like make fun makeup videos and fun content that people Mm -hmm. like to see but at the end of the day still have time for myself yeah um and then I also do want to work on a few other things outside of social media that I don't know if I can it's still not like set yet so I can't yeah 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 there's more yeah no worries yeah I mean I think that I, I love that you said that just to be happy because I feel like growing up like you're taught like okay you have to graduate high school then you have to graduate college then you have to get a job and like those are the parameters for success but at the end of the day all all everyone really wants to do is to be happy like whether like money makes you happy whether fame makes you happy whether being surrounded by people makes you happy at the end of it Mm -hmm. it's just everyone wants to be happy and I think that's so authentic and so relatable to a lot of our listeners at least I also think that being raised from like an Asian household I feel like what you're saying like our parents so push for us to be successful and make so much money but they never put an emphasis on like doing what makes you happy and like 
I feel like me being able to, you know, like us being able to do what makes us happy, especially coming from an Asian traditional, like Asian upbringing, also encourages other people that may be stuck or they don't really know what to do or they're like at that like fork in the road where they decide to do what my parents want be safe or take a risk and possibly it works out and you're happy so i want to follow up with a question is like were you born in the u.s or were you born in china or vietnam born in the u.s okay and are your parents immigrants or were they born here as well they're immigrants okay so Our parents are immigrants, but me and Sophia were actually born in the Philippines. So, mm. yeah. Um, so it's interesting because I feel like we, we grew up in a predominantly like white area. And so mm-hmm. our parents, you know, kind of assimilate to that kind of culture. But at the same time, we're very tied to their roots. So all they knew was that success was being somewhere in the medical field. And I feel like it's not Mm -hmm. just like Filipino parents. I think it's just Asian immigrant parents in general. There's like a certain like personality trait that they have. Do you feel like your parents kind of fit that? Yes, very much so. I feel like my mom also like wanted us all to have that trait as well, because like you said, it does, it made them successful and they work their asses off. And so they work super hard so that we don't work have to work as hard, but she really did like want to push that hardworking mentality into all of us for sure. So like how did you navigate that when your parent when you were pursuing this like career? Can you talk a little bit about like the troubles that your parents might have given you and like how you navigated that? I know in one of your um chatty get readies with me you said something that really resonated with me and it was that sometimes it's easier to ask for forgiveness than it is to ask for permission and I literally wanted that tattooed on my face because (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I live by that quote and like I tell all of my friends I like repeat it so many different times because it really was the mantra for me growing up and like all throughout college I lived at home because my parents didn't want me to move out I took like a one-hour bus to get to campus and then I just like never really had time to have a life outside of school and that's just like not a way to live and I think I realized that like halfway through I was like I was listening to a lot of Gary Vee and so that podcast that like quote was actually from him and so I one day like signed a lease and moved out and didn't tell my parents until like after I had already moved in and my mom was super mad at me but it was like it was already done Mm -hmm. type thing Mm -hmm. and so from that, I felt like I started taking bigger and bigger risks and then dealing with the consequences because I learned that, like like you said, like it's just so much better to ask for forgiveness than permission most of the time because if I were to ask for permission, the answer would always be no. Yeah, yeah so then after I finished college and all that, then when I told my mom like I was going to take my whole ass degree and like become a real estate agent, like from there, right off the bat, she was already like very disappointed and it is a career path where you don't need to have a degree. And so she considered it like a huge waste of time and her money. And then from there, when I told her like I wanted to move to LA and try this YouTube thing, she also thought I was crazy. And like still to this day, (laughs) she still will tell me like, when are you gonna get a real, real job? And it's crazy because like last year I made six figures and like, I don't like, you know, sometimes you just, yeah, sometimes I just, feel like I'm not good enough and that's just something that you kind of have to like learn not to get like discouraged by Mm -hmm. type thing because that's just like how our parents are and they Mm -hmm. 
their success to them is defined in a different way that like our generation defines success. And so sometimes it is hard to overcome, but I do think that like now she's starting to learn that like this is something that I've worked really hard for and it's starting to pay off for me and is like a good career path for whoever wants to pursue it. Like my brothers and sisters are also like kind of tinkering with social media as well, but it's just... Even going to like family gatherings and stuff like that, and my aunts and uncles would be like, "Oh, what are you doing?" It's like that dreaded question. Oh my god! Like, oh yes. my god! It's like, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, like yeah. I'm doing YouTube," and then they all like pull up your YouTube and they watch your videos and. Yes, I agree. <sighs> no, that's so funny that you say that because, like, literally, yeah. I like when I go b- back home and like my aunts and uncles be like, "Oh, like how's YouTube going?" They don't actually understand what we're doing like you know what i mean i also think um i i loved your point about how um our parents kind of define success so differently because Mm -hmm. you know how you said like at the end of it you your aspirations is to be happy Mm -hmm. i feel like sometimes at least like immigrant asian parents like really equate success with monetary and like value Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. because, like, they work so hard for the money that they have, they work so hard for all of these, like, tangible assets, they don't realize, like, a- an example is, like, I've been so stressed out of my job. I work, a- I used to work a corporate job. I recently just quit. And oh, congrats. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I recently just quit. And my parents could not really understand it. I've, I've been telling them that I wanted to quit for, like, over a year. And they just, like, why are you quitting? Like, your job pays you so well. Like, mm-hmm. you should be happy because that money will get you to do things that you you like. Which is mm-hmm. not false, yeah, it's right? It's not invalid. Mm-hmm. But, like, <laughs> yeah. when, like, 40 hours of the week I'm miserable and, like, crying my yeah. eyes out. Like, obviously, like, something is wrong. And I'm telling yeah. you, like, I have never felt happier at until this very present moment where I've just like cut that out of my life I don't I don't have to start my new job until um the end of April but my mom was like why did you quit your job then if you have a job lined up like you're you're wasting four weeks where you could get paid I was like you know what I have four weeks off it's a good thing for me yeah so Yeah. yeah and they also don't realize that like money can't buy good sleep or like mm-hmm. being able to learn a new hobby. Like I recently picked up skating and my boyfriend and I started taking tennis lessons and uh. things like that make me so happy that like 10 years from now, I'll look back and remember those things. And I won't remember, you know, like the nice bag I just bought or the nice meal mm-hmm. that I was able to pay for, you know? Yeah, so. I think it's also like they care so much about the future that sometimes mm-hmm. the present is just totally ignored. Yeah. And I don't know, maybe it's like the millennial Gen uh, Gen Z mentality where we're so like hyper-focused on the present and like living our life now with like, mm-hmm. you know, conscious consciousness of the future. But like, I think that might be the, like the slight nuances and differences between the generations, right? For sure. Um, so do you have any tips for Asians who might be going through similar situations and how if they want to pursue their dreams and are feeling kind of constricted by their family members, like what would you have to say to that? To begin with, like our family, our parents, they never mean bad. They only want like what's best for us. And so like them, like wanting us to have financial stability is just like them like caring for us. And sometimes they're just not good at like expressing it (laughs) like in a way that like doesn't hurt our feelings. And so my tip would be like the best thing that I ever did was I moved out of my parents' house. And like 
physically distancing yourself from all of that so that you're just not constantly surrounded by it and like a lot of family gatherings I just wouldn't go to just because it was a lot of negative energy and there's no reason to be like surrounded by any of that and so like every once in a while of course I would go um, but moving out was like the best thing because then every once in a while when I do come home it's like an occasion and it's not so much like my parents like nagging me about like what I'm doing with my life and stuff and so also I don't know if you guys know the whole situation but when Brandon and I were dating um, I actually ended up moving out of my parents house and in with him and mm-hmm. we were living at his place for a while but it was super small it was like 400 square feet so very very small for two people we ended up fighting and then we ended up breaking up and so there was a point where like I didn't have any money and I had two options either move back home to my family's house or move into a different place and pick up like two jobs while going to college to pay for it and instead of moving back home I was like I'm gonna put myself through hell if it means that like I don't have to move back to my parents house Mm -hmm. and so I did like whatever it took to stay out and like move out to my own place because that just made the biggest difference on my mental health and I feel like going through all of that during college like for me now everything seems like so much easier too Mm -hmm. but for sure like moving out I cannot like stress that enough how important it is yeah we literally just had an episode about moving out and I, I I feel like you're you're you have a really good relationship with your parents now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and so do we we yeah. always had pretty good relationships but I feel like the turning point was when I moved when we moved we out moved as well <laughs> we have such good relationships with our parents now and yeah. like I, I I give an example like me and my mom butt heads all the time when I used to live at her house because our parents were like our house our rules if you're sleeping under our yeah. roof like right. I was like 21, 22. And to this day, like, I hate it when my parents ask me like, oh, where are you going? And now mm-hmm. that I live outside of my, outside of my parents' house, they have no, they can't ask me that anymore. Or like, they don't yeah. really. And it's just done wonders for our relationship. Yeah. I think like distance really does make the heart grow fonder. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Yeah. Especially because like when you're at home, you kind of just feel smothered. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like after I, like we both moved out, I felt like, our relationship with our parents definitely it wasn't bad in the first place but just like Mm -hmm. i don't know there's like a whole different thing to being independent and doing your own thing and not having to worry about your parents kind of like judging you and just like watching your every move you know right exactly okay so what is something and it it could be about anything or it could be about like you know having to deal with your parents but what is something you would tell your younger self looking back at where you what you've overcome and like where you are now I think uh, oftentimes um, I would have nights where I was just like constantly stressed about money, especially like once I moved into my own place and I was working multiple jobs and going to college. It was just like I didn't have any time for myself and I was constantly stressed and all of the money that I was making was going right back into like my rent. And so oftentimes I just would feel really unsure about what I was doing and like even when I first moved to LA and was kind of studying real estate but also kind of doing YouTube I couldn't decide like what I wanted to do really and there was also a lot of like unsureness there so I think my advice would just be like to trust yourself that everything will work out in the end yeah Yeah. no I was about to say like do you believe like things happen for a reason like do you kind of believe in like fate Absolutely. I also think that if you have like a positive mindset, 
and you like truly believe that that you'll start attracting positive opportunities like that because Mm -hmm. I also have a lot of friends like back in Seattle that are just always like so negative and like down on themselves maybe like even a little toxic in our friend group and I feel like those type of people always attract that type of energy but when you're like positive and you're doing things for the right reason like it good opportunities will come your way yeah Yeah. no that's awesome so like I know like a lot of your videos focus around like taking the best photos skincare style and I think that with social media and the career choices that you guys have chosen for yourself there's a lot of um backlash around you know like haters basically and like cancel Mm -hmm. culture um Mm -hmm. have you ever you know dealt with like nasty comments and like how do you kind of deal with having over like 300,000 people looking at your content every day and like your content is about like you know um not physical appearances but it's like you're putting yourself out there for people Mm -hmm. and like I've seen people say like if you're putting yourself out there you're putting yourself out for criticism yeah I'm like I don't know how I feel about that I don't remember any of the quotes I have but I had so many about like haters and stuff like that but like confident woman like any of us would never go out of our way to like put down another woman and so for someone to be in that state of mind to feel like so badly about themselves to need to go out of the way their way to like be hateful or say anything negative on someone else's page that tells you a lot about that person as is and so for me like I never take that that type of stuff seriously because I'm like understanding that they're lacking something in their life where they feel the need to make up for it by putting other people down and so Mm -hmm. understanding that makes me anytime I get any type of like hateful comment it's just like right over my shoulder because it doesn't really matter to me but there there are a lot of times where I get some really hateful comments just like completely out of the blue like I had people comment on like mine and Brandon's relationship because like you said, I'm like a very open book. So like almost anything I'm like open to talk about Mm -hmm. and people would say that like, oh, their relationship seems fake or like she's so mean to him and stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, I know me, I know me and Brandon more than a stranger on the internet will. And so Mm -hmm. I can't Mm -hmm. take that type of stuff seriously. Has it ever gotten like overwhelming to like put your life out on display for other people? Or like, is it just, has it just become, have you gotten just like used, used to, to it? it? Yeah. Yeah, I think I got used to it. And then I also kind of realized that like, I don't need to be sharing everything at all times. And so I think also because I'm such a workaholic and I get so much fulfillment from like working so much, um, I've kind of learned to like take a step back and it's okay if I have days where I don't have a new story or a new post or whatever. Yeah. And so being able to like take that time for myself yeah and you seem like you're super confident just like in person and also like in your content like have you ever felt there's days that you feel kind of like down on yourself or self-conscious like how do you kind of overcome that um I think it just comes from like starting like starting from the bottom if you will say Mm -hmm. and like being able to work up to where I am now just makes me feel like I can do anything and who is anyone to tell me that I can't and so (laughs) I don't know I also feel like with mine and Brandon's like breakup I learned so much from like being out on my own and like moving out from my parents house and like paying for everything myself because it just makes me feel like I'm like I don't need anyone I don't Mm -hmm. need no man yeah (laughs) but also I do have days where like I break out and my skin is really bad and I just don't feel like posting and so whenever I'm having 
I'm like in a mood like that I just don't post but also Mm -hmm. like I feel like I'm I try to be super genuine too and like share things that I'm like insecure about and have that conversation with people because so many people do think that like yeah I'm super confident or whatever but I do have days where I feel insecure or unsure about what I'm doing so I I also like to be genuine still too so I think what makes you so um relatable is that you're just so authentic and you're so genuine and like it's so refreshing to see that on Instagram especially because mm-hmm. like Instagram is a highlight reel right like people show right. their best parts but mm-hmm. I feel as if like now more people are getting used to being vulnerable a lot of people talk about mental health and body positivity mm-hmm. and I I think that um, it's just refreshing and it I, I don't know like does it help you to talk about those things um, with your followers and stuff like that yeah I think so I think also the space is just so saturated that it makes me feel so much better that my Instagram is more than just pretty pictures aesthetics you know nice Mm -hmm. outfits whatever and so I do like to talk about like more real things like I talk often about like cutting off toxic friends and parents and moving out and doing things that like make you happy because so many like sometimes when I scroll through Instagram and I'm just like mindlessly tapping through stories or scrolling through my feed like sometimes it I don't feel good about it like it almost sometimes I almost feel like insecure because I'm like oh my god so many pretty girls in my feed and how's your body like that and so for me it makes me want to like I don't like looking at that type of content so I don't want to create that type of content so I just I'm always trying to be mindful of like being more than just pretty pictures and talk about important things and show like the bad days too yeah no I think like that's exactly what I feel like people need to hear you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. if if you had to like pick like I don't know like three things for anyone listening to like build up their self-esteem or their confidence what would you think those three things are uh one is don't worry about what people think of you and like Mm -hmm. whether that's your parents or your friends like so many people out here are like scared to start posting makeup videos or outfit photos because they're scared of what people think but yeah at the end of the day if you become successful and this is something that you enjoy doing like you can look back at those people and like laugh at like why you even worried about what they thought about anyways Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and that goes into like family get-togethers and any type of like toxic friendships or relationships if you don't worry about what people think of you you're so much happier at the end of the day and two is another Gary Vee quote and that is to um I don't remember what the exact quote is but it's like why take advice from someone that's not living the life that you want to live and so like if I want to be yes exactly like if I want to be super successful and like be happy and I want to like do YouTube or Instagram full-time why was I taking advice from people that are working like a minimum wage job that weren't even happy with what they were doing so that Mm -hmm. kind of ties into like not caring what people think but also trying to seek advice from people that are living the life that you want to live because you want to live their life and so Mm -hmm. and then the third piece of advice is I guess like if you are good energy you attract that energy and so just being a good person because like just doing the right thing 
mm-hmm. ends up attracting those type of like good energy and opportunities back towards you yeah, yeah. kind of like karma yeah yeah a little bit yeah. yeah yeah have you ever considered doing a ted talk because you just speak so eloquently <laughs> that i would totally listen to you like have you ever considered doing your own podcast no i love I mean, I love hearing you talk. <laughs> Thank you. No, even sometimes when I talk, I like lose my train of thought or I like can't think of the word in time. So that, I, thank you. <laughs> no, but. that's literally us all the time. Yeah. Like when we're, especially yeah. like now that we've started doing like guests on our podcast, we're like, oh my God, like what, what are we going to say? Like, what if we, yeah, like, exactly. like, what if we stutter or something like that? But no, I feel like you just gave such good advice to everyone that it, it, I'm inspired. Yeah. No, literally, I'm just like sitting here like in awe, like, yeah, you're right. Like, yes. I hope everyone listening to this episode is inspired. Like, whoever wants to start their own like YouTube channel, Instagram, TikTok, like, Christine just inspired you. She's the epitome of someone who has done it. Yeah. Like, literally, just you you just got to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, No, but this was this was awesome. Um, And then so I have another question. I think this was just a fun one. But like, do you have any tips for like taking the best hot girl summer pics or anything like that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Angles. First of all, know your angles. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you do like an angle that's like above eye level, that makes you look slimmer. Mm-hmm. which is good especially because like I gained 10 pounds during quarantine and like honestly that's something that I feel self-conscious about because like my jeans aren't fitting the way that they used to and like I don't even w- want to try on any of my bikinis that I used to wear because yeah but <laughs> angles knowing your angles if you take like lower angle photos it makes your legs look longer it makes you look taller mm-hmm. um but also I need to work out more and being able to like I feel like working out also like is so good for mental health and making Mm -hmm. you feel like so much more like happier too but also working out like obviously helps to slim yeah yeah do you have any like um do you have any like uh mental health like things that you do like on a daily basis for your mental health like any rituals you do for yourself uh I actually don't spend a lot of time on Instagram anymore Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I will spend like three to four hours on TikTok because <laughs> I just feel like TikTok is so like fun and refreshing and I feel like so much of the audience is like so much younger too yeah. so it's kind mm-hmm. of fun to spend time on there and like the more time I spend on there it doesn't make me feel like insecure or some type mm-hmm. of way versus like if I spend a lot of time on Instagram it makes me I don't know it just it makes me feel differently and so I yeah. will just post whatever I need to post and then go maybe mm-hmm. I'll like respond to a couple of dms and comments but actually don't spend a lot of time on Instagram no I I totally feel the same way I, I'm not really on Instagram as much anymore I'm always on TikTok and I don't yeah. know my for you page is like so accurate to who I am I don't yes. know if that's for everyone else I don't know how they do it I, I don't understand the algorithm but like yeah it's like my people on TikTok you know and it's exactly. like short form content that is just so easily digestible whereas mm-hmm. like Instagram like it doesn't really do anything it's just pictures right like exactly. you're just scrolling and then you're like I'll see a girl in a bikini and I'll look at myself and I'm like fuck like I need to hit the <laughs> yeah. gym too but no, yeah I feel like TikTok I learned so much from TikTok like Same. even just reading through the comments I'm like oh my god relatable relatable like I learned <laughs> so much from TikTok and do you remember like I don't know if you remember this time when they were like planning on banning it for a little bit yeah, I was yeah. so sad because I was like this is my favorite Same. platform right now I know I was like what am I gonna do <laughs> Um, so we have a last question and it's a thought of the day. And these are some things that are, um, our followers on our Instagram second thoughts pod submit. And they're just like 
um, thought-provoking questions that have people like second-guessing or like rethinking certain things. And mm-hmm. so the question that one of our listeners submitted was, what is something you used to think was so cool and is now not? It can be anything. I feel like this could be pertain to like a personality trait or like a fashion choice or something like that. But I figured we could, oh, all okay. three of us could answer. Yeah, so uh, for me, I in high school was like, really dorky I never had a whole lot of friends and I always thought it would be super cool to be like super popular but like Mm -hmm. even to this day I have a very tight circle of friends but it's all like a very curated group of like just good wholesome people and so I used to think it was cool to have a lot of friends and be super popular but I don't think it's about it's about quality not quantity quantity. yeah period okay mine was um thinking that it was cool to date the bad boy or like oh, the popular yeah. guy who's like a douchebag. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. know. It maybe it's because I'm like a hopeless romantic and I read way too many like tropes like that, but <laughs> it's definitely not a try. Like it's not cool anymore. Like I much prefer and my no boyfriend. No one has time for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like my boyfriend now is like the exact opposite of what I thought my type was. Like so sweet, yeah. so kind. Um yes. so patient, not a fuck boy. Um yes. which I think like I don't know. I feel like some girls are still there, but I'm telling you right now, guys, if you're listening, it's not cool anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I think I'm trying to think about what maybe like now that we're thinking about like high school and stuff um, and you were talking about like po- being popular and stuff. I think also just like being a mean girl, like people just like loved being that mean girl, like, oh, I'm that yeah. bitch type of thing. And you thought you were so yeah. cool. Um, that's not cool. I think that like everyone just like, and especially I remember like in middle school and stuff, there was these girls that were like bitches basically. And everyone like Mm -hmm. glorified them. Like those are the mean girls, like whatever. And you just kind of want to be them. And that now I'm just thinking like, I'm glad that I'm not that way because like right now, some of those girls that were bitches in like high school and middle school, they're like not in good places right now. And it's like, Mm -hmm. see what happens. This is your karma. This is your karma. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I think a fashion one too that just popped in my head was colored skinny jeans. Do you guys remember wearing those? Oh, oh my god, I used to wear like corduroy colored skinny jeans. <laughs> I had like one. I had like a purple one, an electric blue oh one, no. and I had yellow color match. Oh my god, never deleting those pictures off of the internet for sure. So bad. <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for joining us. This was such a fun episode. Yeah. I feel like we got to know like an older sister honestly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you um where can our uh followers find you online uh my they can find me at christine lee with four e's on tiktok instagram twitter on youtube if you just search christine lee with one e you can find me on youtube awesome nice. okay cool <laughs> Okay, everyone, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as we did filming it. Um, Wasn't she just so amazing? I know her voice is literally so soothing. Like, I feel like she's someone you want to listen to, you know, just by the tone of their voice and their confidence and the way that like she makes you feel. I don't know. Like, that's why, like, sound therapy works, I feel like. (laughs) Yeah, this was such a fun episode for us to film. We hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Um, Once again, if you guys want to follow us on our socials, it's going to be Second Thoughts Pod. Make sure you guys head over there because we do a lot of, like, interactive content on our stories. And we love hearing from you guys as well. So make sure you guys check us out on there. Um, Do you have anything else to say? 
no we will catch you guys next week in another exciting episode and we really hope you guys have enjoyed our guests we've been working really hard mm -hmm. it's not easy um me and pierre are uh dying <laughs> over here um but it's been really really fun and i we wouldn't have it any other way um but yeah check us out on second thoughts pod socials linked in the description and we'll catch you next week bye, bye.